the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. excited to introduce all of our listeners to Eric Spofford. Don't want to miss this segment. If you're tuning in, listen intently because his story is one of triumph, victory, and just the will to succeed, right? So he's a recovered drug addict turned entrepreneur at the age of 22 after seven years of addiction. He changed his life completely. So today, Eric is the CEO of Spofford Enterprises where he focuses on venture capital investments, real estate development, asset-based lending, entrepreneurial coaching, and continues to advocate and, and really support philanthropic efforts for people affected by addiction and their children. You know, some of the examples of, ex, of Eric's entrepreneurial accomplishments include founding one of the largest addiction treatment businesses on the East Coast, multi-million dollar real estate development projects, and is also an angel investor in many, many companies. So Eric today is a national speaker. You know, he's testified in front of the United States Senate and was named Young Entrepreneur of the Year in 2018 by the Small Business Administration. So Eric, without further further ado, welcome to the show, Eric. You know, I'm so, hey, so excited to have you on. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate not, it. Not a problem. I know Dottie's on 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 the line still, but <laughs> Eric, tell us about your background. You know, how did you talk about how you overcame your drug addiction and how you became the person that you are today? Yeah, yeah. You know, I got caught up at a young age. You know, it was back right at the beginning of the opioid epidemic. Oxycontin was, you know, just starting to boom. You know, I was out partying, um, tried Noxycontin and, and didn't realize that I just changed my life forever and became addicted before I knew it, which turned into heroin and other drugs. Ran around doing that for seven years, in and out of jail, uh, homelessness, you know, actually, you know, started at the top of my game, you know, had partying, selling drugs, having money and, and having a lot of fun and felt like it would never end. And, and as we all know, you know, living that lifestyle, eventually the music stops and it ended up in some moments of desperation for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so then back in 2006, um, it kind of all caught up with me at once. And I had this pivotal moment where just truth found me and I saw my life for what it really was. And more so I saw, you know, where I was going. And it was kind of like, you know, the veil was pulled before my eyes and I could see, you know, not only the front of the train, but the tracks and what the destination was. And it wasn't good, you know, I was destined to end up, you know, dead or in prison. And, um, 
And so I started to change my life. And so December 7th of 2006, I gave up drugs and alcohol entirely and started on a, a kind of process of internal discovery, change, you know, um, and just working on myself from the inside out. That's really what the, uh, you know, what got me to change in my life with back then. And, and Eric, you know, this topic is, is a topic that not so many people want to talk about, right? I think, yeah. you know, so many young kids struggle with this because, you know, when you're young, everything comes at you so fast and, you know, you're kind of in the moment. And for you to realize that you needed to get out of it is so, so crucial for our listeners today because I, I think so many of our listeners can relate. So Eric, talk to me about how you got into real estate. Like, like what, what was your sort of, you know, breakthrough and, and how'd you get started and, and how'd you be, become the person that you are today? Like, like what was your breakthrough moment? Yeah. You know, you know what it was, Ace? It was that I, when I got sober from addiction and I saw the kind of misery and pain and suffering and people dying and, and just the, the stuff that was happening with the people that I had just left behind in that lifestyle, I got very passionate about helping them. I, I was able to see them for who and what they are, that they were mm -hmm. human beings that needed a chance, just like me. And um, I started volunteering in state-funded treatment facilities with indigent people and you know homeless-type folks and, and all that. And in that, what I saw was they, they had no place to go when they left. They had no housing solution after they did like a 30-day inpatient drug rehab. Okay. And I was you know young and, and have always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And I said, you know, I'm going to be the guy to change that. I'm going to start a place for these people to go when they get out. And so, you know, one of the biggest questions I get asked in, you know, my career in real estate, which I think most people struggle with is how did I get started? And you even look online. I mean, it's such a marketable thing with all these online teaching programs on how to flip real estate and how to invest in real estate and all that. Yeah. I did the old fashioned way. I worked seven days a week. I worked 16 hours a day. I worked multiple jobs and I saved every dime that I could. And saved up um, a down payment of $50,000, which back then might as well have been 5 million to me. Yeah. And um, it, it, interesting, you know, with your background, I actually found a, a bank owned foreclosure. Uh, it was a three unit multifamily building in a little town called Derry, New Hampshire, which is about 45 minutes north of Boston. And uh, I had this money saved up and I, you know, I was uh, 23 years old at the time, you know, wanting to start this business. And I found the building and a real estate agent and got it under contract and saved up the down payment and all that. And they set a closing date and I was going through the process for the very first time, which can be very overwhelming if you're unfamiliar or new. And um, the day that we were supposed to close was the exact day that the financial crisis of 2008 happened when the stock wow. market crashed. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was the, that was the economic environment that we started off in. And, uh, but that's what kicked me off into real estate. I, I, it started with a passion, how to bring value and, and help other people. And then in kind of this business of sober living and which then morphed into addiction treatment and, and everything else that, you know, Grant Recovery as an organization became. And then parallel to that became the real estate play because, you know, everywhere that I expanded the business to, I bought the real estate. And then, yeah, then I loved the real estate so much. I just kept doing it outside of the business and then eventually got into developing properties, uh, you know, building them out of the ground and also investing in multifamily. 
Wow, Eric, if I had a clap button right now on the radio show, I'd be pressing that button all day long. I mean, what a story. So if, if you guys want to call in and ask Eric any questions that you have, call us at one 970 9622 But Eric, I mean, we were talking about uh, investing in real estate earlier earlier with Dottie today um, on the show. And, you know, exactly what you said, you know, just saving enough money, working 16, 17 hours a day, seven days a week just to save for that down payment of $50,000 is an amazing story. And, and look, you, you've, you really identified a need in terms of, you know, what you were going through, right. And, and you gave a solution. And that's what I think a lot of our listeners really need to kind of take a step back and take a look at their own um, environment and experiences, right. And, and see what type of solutions can they do for their own circumstances, because you turned a negative into a positive. And, you know, the rest is history, right, Eric? So I, I really wanted to kind of talk to you, you know, being a real estate developer. And if Dottie's on, on the line now, Dottie, if you want to ask any questions, please feel free to do so. She's off now. Okay, not a problem, not a problem. So Dottie's going to be back next week. But for our all of our listeners, you know, I, I want to ask Eric, what type of trends do you look for in buying property? And you mentioned you know, just looking for a foreclosure with different banks. And with my background, I mean, that's one of the biggest questions that, that I get asked every single day uh, from real estate investors, which is, Ace, do you have a list that you can share with me? And, you know, usually we'll, we'll have a list once every quarter uh, for avid investors, you know, we'll send it out to our contact list. So that's actually one way to invest in real estate. And Eric, like in terms of your world, what type of trends are you seeing with the pandemic now? You're working on a couple of developments. Do you feel like the real estate market is more robust after the pandemic? Is it slowing down? What's your experience right now? And, and what areas are you focusing on in, in terms of developments? I'm focused in New Hampshire and kind of the greater Boston area. And then more recently, um, Southern Florida, you know, kind of west palm to miami uh looking yeah. at, and i haven't done anything here yet uh, down in florida but i'm looking actively searching for opportunities you know i for me when i think about real estate and investment two things are really where i spend my time value creation i want to be able to build equity in a in a piece of property you know i okay. want to look for an opportunity where you know i can purchase something and um just create value in it. You know, I'll tell you a quick story about that. Keeping an eye on opportunities and, and watching the listings and staying in the game every single day, which is something that's incredibly important. In my, I believe, you know, the, 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 the opportunities are going to come up, but when they come up, you need to be the first one to see them and ready to move. But I found a property that was going to auction. It was a former school. And um, it was a 17 acre piece of property. There was like five or six buildings on it. It had a dormitory component. It had all these other kind of, you know, administrative clinical type of buildings. And I went to the auction thinking that this is 2012. Uh -huh. and I, I went to the, yeah, I went to the auction thinking, I'm like, you know, no way. I had like a couple hundred grand in the bank. You know what I mean? Okay. I was, okay. And, you know, I was working and grinding and hustling and, and doing everything that I was doing. And I just thought, you know, this thing is going to go. It was had two mortgages on it. it total debt was like 1.4 million. There's no way I could buy this thing, especially at a commercial real estate auction where you almost have to be a cash buyer if you don't have a line of credit or, you know, extremely strong relationship with the bank. Yeah, that's I ended true. up buying this thing for a hundred grand. 
How? How, Eric? Tell, tell, tell our listeners. How'd you get it for 100 grand and it was going for 1.4 million value? That was the debt that was on the property and probably about what the value was as well. I was there. I showed up. I was the only wow. Look at I made, that. I made the bet. Listen, I made the bet. And, um, uh, you know, I ended up licensing, going through uh, the value creation piece was I saw this and I saw the vision. I said, this is a healthcare facility. This is what this is. And so I went and got the zoning approved and the planning board approvals and everything from the local municipalities. And then I got a healthcare license for it. And, you know, I ended up selling that property for six and a half million dollars. Jesus. Wow. And Look so at that's, that. Oh. that. You know, that's the extreme example of value creation. You know, the bank was just so sick of owning it. It was such an oddball facility. No one had the imagination of, you know, what is this thing? It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in a little Hoboke town in New Hampshire. You know, what can we do with it? And just, you know, and so that's a good example of that. The second thing that I've really focused on is cash flow for long-term assets, you know, I, I, building a real estate portfolio, one of the things that I teach people in my coaching um, all the time is I call it living for free. Okay. And so, you know, uh, building, and for me, that was in real estate, there are plenty of ways to do it, but having the uh, real estate certainly my favorite and building the cash flow that my rental income, the, in, the when the, the checks from all the properties that I have, that all the deals that I've done and all the assets that I hold, when that hits on the first of the month, I service my debt, I pay the guys like you, pay the bank, and then the money that's left over pays for my entire life. And, and since I bought that first property in 2008, when I bought the property in 2008, I moved into it and I lived with the clients for two years and I lived for free. Wow. And since 2008, I have had a lifestyle that was covered by passive income through real estate investing. And honestly, it's been, it's a great stress tool as well. When you know that the money coming in on the first is going to pay the bills going out on the second and everything else is upside, right? Everything else you do, that's your bills are paid. It's just a a sense of freedom, financial freedom uh, that I wish more people could experience. So, Eric, you know, financial literacy is something that's key, right? And you talk about having excess cash flow. So folks that are listening, you really need to find an investment opportunity that the numbers work, right? So to Eric's point, he was able to actually financially break down the numbers, make, sh- make sure that the rental income that he's getting pays for the mortgage, the principal, the interest, the taxes and insurance, and anything in excess cash flow he, he basically lived, you know, within those means, right? He didn't live outside of those means where he's going to have additional expenses. So, I mean, Eric, your formula is, is super, super important for our listeners to really understand. And look, if you're listening to the show right now, which I know a lot of you are, don't be shy. Call us at 1-866-970-9622 because it's not very often that we have a guest such as Eric willing to share his secrets and success stories here because you got to listen to what he's saying, right? He actually went to an auction and nobody else showed up. It was a $1.4 million value property. He saw what he could do with it and picked it up for a hundred grand. Are you kidding me, Eric? Are you kidding me right now? I mean, no, if our listeners, I, go ahead, Eric. Talk. talk I just wanted to point out one thing that you said, which I think is key. I showed up. That's, That's half the battle. You got to show up. Half the battle. I mean, you got to show up every single day, right, Eric? I mean, you yeah. know this being being who you are today. I mean, it's uh, 
you know, half the battle is showing up, uh, folks, you know, in terms of our listeners. Now, Eric, you know, talk to me about, so you bought one property, two properties, you know, a lot of folks are asking, how do you multiply that? And how do you continue to compound your investments? You know, so many people, when they come into the bank, they're, you know, they're, they're working on their first one, they're working on their second one, but to get to the multi-level, you know, I see a lot of folks slowing down and just stopping all of a sudden, right? Like what were some of the things that you had to do in terms of just purchasing more properties? Because I'm, I'm an avid investor too. A lot of people talk to me about, you know, how do they set up an LLC? How do you, you know, create some, you know, liability limit some liability exposures as you own more, like take us through the steps of how you went from one to, you know, now a multi, a myriad of investments and developments. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, a quick note on that. What's so funny Ace, about, you know, the environment that we live in now and kind of this ecosystem is the access that we have to valuable information. You know, I started in 2008, that was before Facebook, I, I bought my first building before I had a MySpace page, right? And you so back then it was, you know, yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. The internet was kind of not the place that it is today. You ended up going to the library and using the Dewey Decimal System and finding books, right? And um, so, you know, for all of that stuff, how to create it, just Google it. Literally dig in and learn. I taught myself all of this. I, I, I do not have a college education. I'm a self-taught man. And, you know, the, the, the information is there. For me, expanding my real estate portfolio, the hardest thing for me was always coming up with the down payment for the next one. And so I think that goes back to the conversation of financial literacy, of continuing to save money, continuing to, you know, play the long game and run the marathon and adjust your style and uh, your lifestyle and, you know, continue to have that money to, be ready for the next opportunity. Um, and then the other thing that I did was because I, I executed smart buys where I could create that value. When I bought the building, I bought a lot of these buildings, you know, they were either worth more than what I paid for them, or I made them worth more than what I paid for them by renovating them, rehabbing them, you know, uh, repurposing them, such as that healthcare facility I just told you about. And that gave me equity to leverage with the bank. Got it. Yeah. And so, you know, I created value within the, within the properties and, you know, through that, I also created a banking relationship, which is incredibly important and, um, and gave me the purchase power to continue to grow and expand. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Eric, you know, being, being a part of the bank, talk to me on how you actually created a relationship with the bank. And was it one bank? Was it multiple banks? Because, you know, working at the bank, some banks only allow you, um, at most five properties, depending on which bank you're working with. Right. Um, so how did, how did you actually create relationships with the bank? Because I'm sure our listeners want to know, leveraging debt financing is probably going to be the key and we have a break now can't wait for you to come back and finish up our our segment here but eric um for our listeners call us at 1-866-970-9622 don't miss out on this opportunity uh it doesn't come very often so we'll see you after the break (laughs) 
They say that in life, expect the unexpected. No one goes into marriage anticipating divorce. But when you need help navigating the rough waters, Helfand & Associates understands that every family situation is unique. Tanya Helfand is a certified matrimonial attorney in New York and New Jersey with 29 years of experience. Tanya's expertise includes family law, which entails custody, alimony, and child support, as well as complex financial cases, and much more. Helfand & Associates represents both men and women in family family law matters and settles 99% of cases but is prepared to go to trial and fight for the client. Call 973-428-0800 to schedule a free consultation or email tanyahelfand.com. Divorce is not the end of the family, it's the beginning of a new, hopefully happier life. Be sure to tune in Sunday evenings at 5 for Should I Stay or Should I Go with Tanya Helfand of Helfand and Associates, only on AM 970, The Answer. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients, that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384 If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Obviously, I am not Dottie Herman. She'll be back with us next week. But welcome and thank you so much for tuning in on Iron Real Estate, where we talk about all things real estate related. So we're back with Eric Spofford. Uh, I believe we have a caller um, on cue here. So uh, Roger Rojas from Miami. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me and uh, being able to call in. Um, this has been absolutely amazing to listen and kind of take in everything. One of my <clears throat> biggest questions uh, to Eric would be, I'm currently a 27-year-old, um, have a good amount of cash, 
what is the best way I could deploy in the real estate space? People, you know, I speak to people and they tell me to buy single family, multifamily, you know, maybe even throw into a fund that purchases a large um, type of property, let it be commercial space. Um, I, yeah, I, I just don't know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think that is a personalized question. There's not a broad stroke answer. I think you need to really reverse engineer how you want to manage the property, right? Certainly owning multifamily is a lot different from owning commercial as it's a lot different from owning single family. Personally, I like multifamily. Um, you know, occupancy rates are at an all-time high. Uh, I just think it's a safe bet. And I think it's never going to go out of style. It's one of these things that people always need a place to live. You know, for someone, you know, getting into the game that maybe has a little more time and energy, I think single family is also interesting with an Airbnb play. Um, I've seen a lot of people do, I haven't done it myself, but I've been watching a lot of people enter the space over the last few years and scale and, and do very well at that as well. And I think it really needs to understand what it takes to manage the real estate and the risk portfolio, the risk tolerance uh, across the different, you know, sectors of real estate, and then make an informed decision. The other thing that I would tell you for someone entering the space is real estate is an unemotional game. And so one of the mistakes I see people make frequently is they, you know, fall in love with a building. Don't fall in love with a building. Find yourself a nice woman, fall in love with her, whatever you're going to do, but not a building. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, if I had to break it down, you know, I, I own, I, I couldn't tell you how many properties, quite a few, uh, at this point. And I probably looked at 50 deals for each building that I actually bought, if that helps give you some insight. And so don't go out there and look at two, three, five deals and think you have to make a decision. Some of the best deals mm. that I've ever done are the ones that I walked away from and didn't do. Mm. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. No, thanks for calling in, Roger. And Eric, I mean, you mentioned one of the key, key things that I that I always talk about too and hone in on is real estate is a non-emotional sport, right? We call it a sport because you know you can't fall in love. You can't you can't think about yourself living in that property because if you do, you're never gonna find you know, amazing opportunities like what Eric discussed on the show. It's non-emotional. If the numbers work, sometimes, honestly, on and I don't know if you use this strategy, Eric, but look, I don't even need to go to the property nine out of 10 times, right? If the numbers just work and I'm doing my due diligence with all of the information online today, I don't even go to the property. I just know mm -hmm. that the numbers are going to work once I rehab the property. And, you know, those are one of the things that a lot of buyers can't see. You got to have some creativeness. And right. the, the deals, the, the, the deals that you're going to get are the properties that nobody else can actually see the potential, right? So usually it's something that needs rehab, you know, it's not even in, in livable standards with the bank, right? Those are the type of properties that you really need to focus in on if you want to look at opportunity and, and building a team. I think, you know, Eric has built such an amazing team as he continues to develop. I mean, those are some of the things that people don't really talk about too, which is you have this amazing opportunity. It needs a little bit of rehab. So what contractors are you lining up to be within your team, right? And also having a good attorney to really look at what will you actually um, have a liability on, right? Are there, is, is, there bad, is there debt 
um, on their taxes that they haven't paid for years, even though the price point may be low, you may have a really huge ticket on the tax that you need to repay the bank. So a lot of different things that you need to, to, to really look into. But I mean, Eric, you know, some of the things, some of the gems that you're really giving our listeners today, I mean, it's, it's something you can't even, you can't even read in a book, right? So it's, uh, you know, I want to thank you for being on the show. Any last sort of comments that you want to give to our listeners in terms of what they can do to kind of like, I don't know whether it's a, a life lesson that you want to give to our listeners in terms of, you know, just closing remarks, anything that you want to tell our listeners and, and, and trust me, Eric, we have a lot of listeners on the show, uh, which I'm pretty sure they're going to, they're going to want to know, you know, what, what, what are some of the parting comments that you have for our listeners here? You know, I, I think it really, my parting comment to bring value to the listeners would be to talk about kind of the more recent trend of this, you know, fast path to, you know, real estate and, and making a, pun, a bunch of money in this, you know, hard work is never going to go out of style deployment of time and, and walking the path less traveled and, you know, and doing more than the other ones and outworking other people is mm -hmm. really what success takes. And there is no online course. You can get education to learn about real estate, but this is not an easy game. If you're not prepared to work hard and give it everything you have, you know, it's probably not for you. Uh, but if you are, it'll treat you incredibly well. But, you know, really just going back to old school grit, will, optimism, and hard work, I think are some of the key ingredients to be successful uh, in a career in real estate. Eric, I appreciate your time. Hopefully you, you enjoyed being on the show. And, you know, I, I can't wait to have you back and really just, you know, follow your career and see where you're at in the next six months. I think the pandemic um, is creating tremendous opportunities for, for folks like yourself and, you know, you're just an inspiration, you know, you're my inspiration, you know, I, I, I mean, I can't wait to get together with you, learn from you. So look, if you're a listener on the show and you have any questions in regards to real estate investments, Eric is the guy. So Eric, thank you so much. Um, hope you're going to enjoy sunny, sunny Miami, Florida. And, you know, we can't wait to have you back on the show. Ace, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Eric, you're a stud. Thank you so much. All right. So back to our regular agenda, I wanted to talk about as, as we kind of talk about a, a seller's market, right? Um, there's so many um, talks about inventory still being so low and there's so much conversation in regards to the marketplace pre post pandemic about it being a seller's market, but not too many people are talking about where can you still find great deals because there are great deals. So you know, here I want to talk about 10 cities where sellers are slashing home prices. So you want to listen intently because what I'm going, what I'm about to do is give you 10 cities that there's still some room to buy. There's some amazing opportunities. So the past year, we've been stuffed with home sellers dreams, right? Every single article that you read is basically, it's a seller's market, it's a seller's market. But really what you need to know is that the, the bidding wars that are pushing up prices even further into the stratosphere up and up, you know, what's, what's the limit, right? What's how far can they go? But right now, you know, there are marketplaces that continue to see still incremental increase in value, but still have some amazing, amazing opportunities to invest in. So, you know, 
I can tell you right now. So what I want to do is I'll start from number 10 all the way down to number one, right? So if you couldn't guess, Peoria, Illinois, the median list price right now, it's 89550 right? Percentage of home listings with price cuts of 18%. I mean, that's phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity. You know, the median, um, the next on the list in Oklahoma City, median list price um, as of July, it's $250,000. So as we kind of go up the list, these are bigger and bigger values, but you know, some of the, it's, it's bigger cities as well, right? So in number eight, you got, you have Winter Park, Florida, the median list price in July was 569000 a percentage home listing with price cuts of 19%. So what we're going to do is we're basing on the, the percentage of price cuts, not the median um, average sale price, right? So at number seven, you have Anchorage, Arkansas. Median list price in July was 315000 a percentage of home listings with price cuts of 19%. So number six on the list. And if you're a listener, write this down because you definitely want to do some of your homework and research, right? So number six, you know, coming in at Portland, Oregon, the median list price in July was 550000 with a percentage of homelessing price cuts of 20%. And if you've never been to Portland, it's the headquarters of Nike, a lot of food trucks there, a lot of just um, great hike trails. So people actually go there. Um, for camping and things of that nature. So a great destination, especially especially during the pandemic right now. And coming at number five, our neighbors in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, median list price in July was 289000 And guess what? Percentage of home listings with price cuts was 22%, 22% from last year's numbers, right? Coming in to number four, Meta. Metairie, Los Angeles, median list price in July, 359000 price cuts of 24%. And number three, Toledo, Ohio, very, very um, up and coming um, area in Ohio, median list price in July was 117000 um, and percentage of home listing price cuts was 26%, 26%. Um, ladies and gentlemen, and I believe I hear um, a break coming up. So as soon as we come back, I'll be disclosing number two and number one to all of our listeners. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. You know, price cuts happening across across the um, industry here. And we're going to give you which states has the number one price cut. So stay tuned. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. I've been preaching the benefits of Balance of Nature for some time. Balance of Nature is not like ordinary vitamins that are made with synthetics. It's just natural food in a vegetarian capsule with tens of thousands of vital nutrients. Each daily dosage contains 10 servings of fruits and vegetables. I've asked my friends at Balance of Nature to help me expand the offer of good health beyond my listening audience to friends and family members. Now you can order Balance of Nature as a gift of good health to your friends and 
and family members. Balance of Nature is the gift that says, I want you around for a long time, and I want you to be as healthy as possible to enjoy each day of your life to its fullest. Now good health is only a phone call away for those you love. Call Balance of Nature, 1-800-2468-751, 800-2468-751. Use the promo code JOE. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends over at Route 22 Toyota want me to remind you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, get over to the state-of-the-art service facility in Hillside, New Jersey, please. Alex Kinsella has the entire team staying safe, wearing masks, socially distancing, fogging vehicles with every single service to make sure they're disinfected. At Route 22 Toyota, they always get it right. They're doing their part to stay safe. Plus, right now, Route 22 Toyota is offering qualified buyers more reasons than ever to get into a new Toyota, like 0% APR financing up to five years and zero down leases on some of your favorite toyota models call 855-621-9949 for details and make sure to tell them joe sent you 855-621-9949 to schedule a test drive and route 22 toyota will get you driving a new toyota with zero percent interest or zero down leases now that is the smart way to buy route 22 toyota route 22 west in hillside new jersey or at route 22 toyota it's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. All right, folks, if you're just tuning in, I'm sure you can tell that I'm not Dottie Herman. She'll be back with us next week. But before I actually go to, to number two to number one um, in terms of price cuts around the country. We have a caller, Mike from Long Island. Mike, welcome to the show. Mike, are you there? All right. I guess we'll wait until Mike um, calls in again. So number two um, that has that that's seen the biggest price cuts it's midland texas right texas is such a a booming marketplace right now when you look at austin you look at dallas uh you know these type of um you know properties are increasing by by the month by the minute and to see that there's a median list price of in july of three hundred thirty thousand dollars percentage of home listings with price cuts of 28 percent there's still opportunities in texas there's so many different companies moving to Texas. So if you're looking to invest um, in a marketplace that's desirable right now, Midland is 
definitely the place to go. 28% price cuts. Write this down. Take some notes. And um, hopefully you'll have some amazing opportunities. And now coming in number one, you know, is Des Moines, Iowa, right? Median list price in July, 193000 Percentage of home listing with price cuts, 32%. Probably the biggest home for Wells Fargo as, you know, my fellow colleagues um, in the banking industry. One out of five folks in Des Moines actually works at Wells Fargo. So a lot of companies down there, amazing, huge opportunities at 32%. So I wanted to kind of take this time to really just encourage our folks to call in at 866-970-9622. James, let me know if there's any callers calling in. All right, Mike from Long Island, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, uh, hey I'm sorry, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I, I don't usually call in a radio show. Uh, <laughs> you were nervous. Don't be nervous. You got a natural uh, radio voice, Mike. So well, thank you. you. You're doing a good job. You know, you're doing a good job replacing Dottie, but hopefully she comes back. But, but I'm just nervous. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best. You know, it's it's big shoes to fill, Mike, but I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. All right, can, can I ask you a question about the New York market? Like, I, I, I'm, what do you recommend? Do you recommend, you know, like, rooming up with, with roommates, or should I try to get some on my own? Because, you know, I don't know. I don't really have friends I can move in with, but I, I'm I'm really, like, you sound like a young guy. So I'm just curious. Yeah. What, what should I do? Should I try to get some on my own, or should I try to link up with, with roommates as a first time going out on my own, leaving my parents and stuff like that? What should I do? Now, are you talking about buying or renting, Mike? Uh, renting, renting. Yeah, that's what I meant. Renting. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. I mean, look, you know, renting, there's a lot of great properties that you can rent where it's multi-dwelling, where you can actually have a roommate. The only thing that I would probably caution is, you know, when you're moving in a roommate, you may want to do a little bit of an interview process, right? Like kind of really just understand what are some of their habits, um, you know, such a sleeping schedule, right? You don't want to be studying for, you know, an exam or just, you know, having a, a an early day at work and your roommate's up till 2 a.m., 3 a.m., right? So the biggest recommendation that I would say, you know, leaving, um, living at your parents and really going out, your, out on your own is that you really need to get to know your roommate prior to moving in, right? I, I know it could be tempting when you look at the listings and, there's an amazing deal, you know, someone's trying to find a roommate, but that interview process, I think it's, it's critical, right? Just to kind of understand what are some of their habits? What are some of the, the, um, you know, the do's and don'ts in terms of your list in regards to what you're looking for a roommate and hopefully, you know, the, um, the interview process goes well and, and you kind of see eye to eye and that's probably going to be the best way for you to find a, an ideal roommate, right? Again, nothing's um you know written in stone i would say if you want to go in with a roommate sign a one-year lease you know try to try to feel it out first don't go for a long-term commitment just in case things don't work out you have flexibility and you have options right and that's what i was gonna that was gonna be my next question if if somebody like if you get a roommate and somebody just walks out and you no longer can afford it what like do they just pitch you out or is it you have to sign a long-term agreement to prevent a situation like that from happening Oh, that's a great question, right? So usually when you kind of sign a lease with a roommate, both of you uh, will be on the hook, right? Both of you will be, will be on the lease. So if one roommate doesn't pay, then the other roommate will have to pay. Or 
you know, you run a risk of um, being um, evicted from the landlord. So that's why financially, too, uh, that's a great, great question, Mike, right? You need to make sure that the roommate that you're moving into, you may want to check their credit. You may want to just just take a look at their payment history in terms of, you know, who are they as a person financially? And is that someone that you want to align yourself with when moving in um, to, to an apartment together, right? Because if that person decides, hey, you know what, you know, I'm going to let Mike pay for the whole for the whole uh, rental yeah. uh, payment this month, then you're pretty much um, going to be put in a very, very bad situation. Right. So just make sure that, you know, you, you allow yourself some flexibility, you know, ask that person, hey, you know, I know we're moving in. We don't really know each other. This is our first time uh, doing something like this and signing a lease together you know, what's your credit, you know, just make it standard part of the process of, you know, what you do in terms of due diligence when looking for a roommate. And, and I have one more, I'm sorry, I'm taking all your time. I got one more question. No, I love it. I love it. Mike, keep it going. <laughs> what, what are, is it, is, are you allowed to like, what, what are your rights when renting like somebody's, you know, how a lot of people have these basements with like a bathroom in it. Like, what are your rights? Do you, do you know anything about that? Is that, is there any difference between an apartment and renting like a basement in somebody's house? Is can you? Yeah. That? Again, again, that's a that's a very very um, common element, especially if you're looking um, at apartments in Queens, things of that nature, multi dwelling families. Again, you know, some of the basements that that are being rented out, it's illegal, right? So depending on. It's illegal, right? Because some 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 folks have a legal one family, um, where uh-huh. they convert the basement into a rental. So if you get yourself into that kind of situation, you know, usually it'll be a cheaper probably rental price. Um, but you just have to know your rights in terms of you know what happens um, if the landlord doesn't take care of the property if it's if it's illegally uh, rented out. You know what are some of your rights? You know, I'm I'm not an attorney um, on this show, but you do, you all you definitely want to make sure. Um, that the landlord has the CFO to be renting it out, or else it could it could cause some challenges down the law down the line. You're so, not, but you're it, not you're not an attorney. So, what do you do then? What do you do then? I that I, uh, I listen uh, so time to time. Definitely, Mike. Definitely, Mike. So, so, so I take care of the finance piece on the show, right? Um, look, uh-huh. you know, on things that that I can uh, pitch in on legal, I will. But you know, usually anything finance related, anything. Uh, real estate related, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be able to chime in, talk about trends, talk about investments, you know, certain areas that are um, really developing in New York City and, and, and abroad. But yeah, you know, we, we try to just stay in, in terms of, you know, who the subject matter expert is. And, you know, we have Stephen Ebert as our legal, legal eagle, but he'll be on uh, back next week for sure. Now, when it comes to, okay, I'm, I know I keep saying this a lot, but when it comes to renting, is there any financing for that or you have to have just a solid job? Are there any programs or anything like for somebody renting or is it just, that's <laughs> you home? know, he, Mike, 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 you're on a roll today. You're on a roll today. You're, you're asking some really good questions, you know, prior to um, probably about, I would say a decade ago, there were no um, options for renters, right? Um, today with technology, there's a lot of companies such as rent lenders, you know, um, some folks can even rent to own. So if you're, if you're not able to come up with the, with the capital reserve, because sometimes today landlords will look at your total income, they'll require, 
you know, 40 times your income to qualify on the rent, right? So you, you really need a good, good, good standing job to qualify. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a myriad of options for you to choose from. If you don't have the qualifications, you can actually have a company um, really just, uh, just the, the company will, will, met, will basically be that um, security blanket right. for you, right? If, if you can't I qualify, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll jump in and, you know, they'll pay the rent for you and you work out a monthly payment schedule with them. And it's a great way for a lot of, you know, younger professionals coming into the marketplace, getting their first job to really utilize um, the rent lender because rental prices in New York City are so astronomically high, right? Yeah, Sometimes for crazy. a young professional, it's, 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 it's really insane. So, you know, having the ability to have flexible payments and, and defer some of those payments down the line will definitely help for sure. Well, I appreciate it, Ace. I, I'm a big fan of the show, I, even though it's hard to wake up this early and listen, but thank you. And you did a good <laughs> job filling in for Dottie. appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. You know, I mean, look, for all of our listeners, we're on every single Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. If you if you miss our show, we'll always have a recording on our podcast. So and tune in AM 970. Right. Um, again, the number here, it's one 9622 So I know we only have probably about two minutes left, you know, and, and a lot of times people ask me on the mortgage side, what is PMI and how can I reduce the cost? And PMI is is it stands for private mortgage insurance, but it really protects your lender if you default on your payments, right? It's only necessary to have this type of insurance if you put less than 20% down on the purchase price. So a lot of folks will, and it's common that folks in today's marketplace with the high home prices, you know, they'll they'll put less than 20% down. So a lot of folks will ask, what is a PMI? We're at the end of the show. You know, I, I thank everybody to, from all of our listeners tuning in to Iron Real Estate. We'll see you next week. Dottie will be back. Steven Ebert will be back. So the whole team uh, will be back next week. So thank you for listening on Iron Real Estate. Have an amazing weekend, everybody. And I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.